Hello and welcome to the Gen Life Podcast. As always, we have your hosts here. I'm Serene Diamond, and we have... I'm Claire Rennick. And I'm Cam Eason. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have Spencer with us today uh, for extenuating circumstances that we will not go into. Um, we miss you, buddy. We miss you. You're a great dude. Hope you're doing well. All right, so today we're going to talk about a few different things. But first, I'm going to play a little clip I did about all of the dumb internet holidays you hear about. And I tried to do as many as I could from today in a short two-minute time frame. So let's see how that went. Hi, I'm Serene. And you know all of those dumb internet holidays that are always floating around Facebook, like talk like a pirate day? Well... I'm going to do my best to take part in every single one of those that are happening today. As it turns out, there's a lot of them, so I'll see how many I can actually get done, but let's see. First up, we have Learn About Butterflies Day and Mother Day. So here's some fun facts. Butterflies taste with their feet. Also, some moths, like the Luna Moth, don't have mouths and die of starvation after a single week. Next up, we have crowdfunding day. So I'm going to suggest to you that you check out the Good Life Kickstarter, which is a game that's getting a second Kickstarter in about a week. The game is about a girl who gets turned into a cat. What's not to like about that? It's children's craft day. I made a paper hat. Honestly, for never having made a paper hat before, I think it turned out okay, but it was pretty small and everyone in my class refused to wear it. So uh, there you go, but I tried. Today is potato chip day, so I have some all dressed. I should also add that all dressed chips are by far undisputably the best flavor of potato chips. And if you disagree with me, you can you can come and fight me on this because really, what what else are you gonna pick instead? Ketchup, barbecue, nah man, all dressed is the way to go. For National Pie Day, I have myself here a strawberry rhubarb pie that I'm going to be eating. And since it has uh, strawberry and rhubarb, which are both fruit, I'm counting that towards Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day because fruit's healthy, right? Um. Dog. Finally, for Ask a Question Day, I want to ask all of you listeners out there, what is your favorite dumb internet holiday? Let us know on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, so I, I didn't quite make all of them, but uh, I did manage to get to quite a few. What do you guys think about those made-up internet holidays? You know, like, talk like a pirate day. I mean, uh, like, today, yeah. today is pie day. All the, anything that has international in front of it, because you can't even have an international holiday, because there's, like, 200 countries. Yeah. So you, you mean, like, when it's, like, international, uh, remember international grab an ass day? Like, yeah, let's just assault everyone. You don't remember? Did you no. ever have that in high school? Okay, no. so when I was in high school... Um, that was a thing on Facebook and it was International Grab an Ass Day and we had to have an assembly about it because people were just sexually assaulting everyone. Wow. And, uh, the males and females were both doing this. It went, it went every way, but somebody tried to do it to an educational assistant and, uh, it went downhill from there. My mom was actually an EA at the school and I remember her saying to me, like, if anyone grabs my ass, like, I will kill them. I will, yeah. (laughs) And it, yeah, it got really awkward and, you know, everyone had, I think everyone had their ass grabbed at some point and, um, yeah, it, I think it died shortly after that because people started to understand legalities like assault. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's that. 
All right, so I pulled up my big list of daily holidays for today. Uh, so thrown into the list, let's go first to celebrate Scientists Day. Yay, Rest. science! Yay. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah so I wanted to bring that up from that. Uh, so uh, as you may have heard, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, March 14th, and last night uh, Stephen Hawking unfortunately passed away. Was that last night or this morning? Because today is Pi Day, right? So that'd be kind of like... Cool. Not cool, but it'd be funny. It's not cool. Would be people funny. die. It would be like no. I don't know what the word is. It would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, it happened last night though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He died peacefully in his home. It said um, he lived a very long life for the condition he had. So yeah, a lot longer than he was expected. He contributed yeah. a lot to science. He did contribute a lot to science. And uh, speaking of which, that brings us to our second event of the day, uh, Science Education Day. So in honor, <laughs> yes, this is a real thing. So in honor of. Stephen Hawking, I am going to learn you both a thing about science from Stephen Hawking. Let's do it. So I hastily did some research today uh, about Stephen Hawking to try to better understand some of his more complicated subjects. And now I'm going to explain to you, uh, most likely haphazardly as well, uh, about one of these concepts. So Stephen Hawking did a lot of research into black holes, as you may know. And one theory that he proposed is that there is no such thing as empty space in a vacuum. Um, even in a vacuum, like the vacuum of space, there are still uh, groups of particles and antiparticles that uh, group together and just sort of move around. But when they're in a black hole, they kind of get sucked in. But sometimes what happens is the particle and the antiparticle will get separated from each other, which leaves the particle to fly out into space as black hole radiation. I think it's called Hawking radiation. It's just like sort of light particles coming out from it. But the interesting bit is that the antiparticle left behind is sucked into the black hole. But since it's it's an antiparticle, it is like antimatter. It slowly chips away at the black hole. So black holes are, according to Stephen Hawking, getting very, very slowly smaller by sucking in these antiparticles that is shrinking them. Well, that went Whoa. over my head, but I'm sure some people it didn't. I'm so happy I'm in rhetoric and not science. But Same. that is very cool. That is cool. Black holes are very interesting. I, I do think it's space is an interesting topic in space general. Space is scary. Space is scary for sure. I have one friend who is so scared of space. Well, she okay, she's a big scaredy cat, period. Uh, she saw The Shining once when she was like 12 and then didn't want to go in a bathroom for like two months. She's like, <laughs> no, no bathroom. <laughs> like, all right. When um, I but, saw The Grudge, this is like a little divergent. Yeah. When I saw The Grudge, there's like that scene where she pulls the girl down the tub drain yeah. and I was so scared to take a shower like I had to make my mom stand outside the bathroom to make sure that I made it out alive so I definitely understand where your friend is coming from but yeah she's afraid of space she's, she's so afraid of space she told me that uh, sometimes she'll just like be thinking of space when she's lying in bed at night and then thinks about like how big and empty it is and then she just like gets so scared it's that crazy. she's lying in bed literally all night oh just being God. terrified of how big and empty space is. I actually wanted to touch on Pi Day today, which is also a day today because there's like a good yeah. 10. Well, so for those who aren't aware, uh, today is March 14th, and Pi Day is, uh, it's kind of a double thing. It's it's for uh, the mathematical number pi, but because it sounds, which is P-I, but because it sounds so similar to pi as in the food, people kind of conflate the two together and they eat pi on Pi Day. And the reason why it's today is because the first three digits of pi are 3.14, uh, so March 14th, Pi Day. 
And the the interesting thing is about that is that Pizza Pizza, who sells pizza pies, decided to throw a deal on today. Uh, I know it was in Manitoba, anyways, and they were giving you a pizza media or small. I think it was a small pizza for three fourteen, and they did it until three fourteen p.m. So huh. you know, a piss off for everyone working. You know, it would have been nice if we could have just had it all day for three fourteen. But I should uh, mention this is not a paid promotion. For this pizza is not a paid pizza. promotion for pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't even get a bloody pizza because I was in school. Uh, it is also registered dietitian nutritionist day because I think registered dietitian nutritionist nutritionists just don't get enough love, and so they decided to make themselves a day that nobody will care about. I was really questioning about how to celebrate this one, honestly. Uh, I think probably what's going to end up happening is me just going home and eating an apple, and then going like, yay, I'm healthy. Help. Yeah, but will you talk to a registered dietitian nutritionist about it? I don't think I know any registered dietitian nutritionist. I, I know one, and she is like a food Nazi. She is like, this is how you eat. And I, I, I tell her, she's like, you know, I see her, and I, I, she she comes over, and we make a barbecue, and she says, well, this is missing, and this is missing, and this is missing. And it's like, I make steak and potatoes. <laughs> How does she feel about GMOs? GMOs? Yeah. Well, GMOs is a funny word. Right. As we all know, genetically modified organism. So if you have cats, dogs, fish, any type of pet, you own a GMO. Mm-hmm. Most kinds of food is genetically modified as well. The thing that a lot of people don't understand about GMOs is that it's not necessarily um, like going in a lab and splicing DNA of different things. Yes, it can be that, but it's not always really. It just means that you're selecting what kind of genes are going to continue, and that is just like, oh, hey, this crop of corn grew better and faster than this right. other crop of corn, so we're going to plant more seeds from this corn. Right. crop and then if you do that every year they're like that that's gmo right there is gmo corn because right. this corn yeah. is better not corn to mention than the corn, corn itself can only be a gmo because it used to be grass and the fact that it comes in giant cobs today i mean we just that's giganticism is mm-hmm. we we bred it over thousands and thousands of years to be as big as it is like tomatoes basically every vegetable yep. that we eat and cherish if you have a favorite a kind of apple <laughs> that is a gmo yeah. speaking of which this is completely Grapples. off topic but Okay, grapples are different because they They're actually just, they, they just they inject, inject grape yeah. juice into the apple. That's okay though. Um, but it's delicious. Speaking of apples, this is completely off topic. But one of my favorite random questions to ask people is, "What is your favorite kind of <gasps> apple and why?" I love because it. there are so many kinds that everyone has a different favorite apple. So Mine's Claire, the iPod Touch. Boo, <laughs> Cam, you know where the door is by now. I, I, I assume that you will see yourself out. Claire, what is your favorite kind of apple? Um, my favorite kind of edible apple is the, <laughs> the green Granny Smith apples. Oh, I oh, nice. love those. They're just so crispy and just t- like they're so good. Yeah. They're a little bit tart for me, except if you're making like an apple pie, you you yes. gotta use Granny yes. Smith. That's the only yeah. the only yeah. acceptable apple choice. I agree. They are a little bit hard on the teeth because they're they're a hard apple. They are, yeah. They're not as bad as like a Red Delicious though. Those are basically rocks. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> They're like weird shaped rocks. <laughs> Apologize. Apologies to anyone who likes Red Delicious. They do taste good, but I'm it's not like... apologizing. <laughs> they suck. They're not Why even that delicious. Hard? They're pretty bland apples. And they call I, them a red delicious. I deli- agree. It's it's like false advertising. It's like shit. No one wants this apple because it's bland. What should we call it? How about a red delicious? It, it's it's like it's, <laughs> it's bland, like hard as a rock, <laughs> and it's shaped like a like a pepper. What do we do with it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just shaped like a pepper. Cam, what is your favorite kind of edible apple fruit? My favorite kind of edible apple fruit is... <laughs> TM. 
It is. It's a cross between grapples, which I get it. It's not, not real. real, but they're delicious, and they come in packs of four. Um, and but if it's not that, it would be the standard crab apple that you get out of your backyard. I grew up eating those. those. Um, they make delicious pies. They make delicious butter tarts. Um, jam, yeah. They make delicious oh, yeah. jam. They make like everything, and like crab apple, it sounds like it's because they're a little bit sour. But if you get them right, they're they're. They're like sour patch kids. First, they're sour, apples then they're are sweet. only good about like half the time though, because you have to be picking them at the right season. Right. And then yeah. even if it is the right season, like they're kind of finicky, uh, finicky, so that like you you can eat three and have one of them be amazing, and the next one be awful, right. and the third one be kind of bland. You just eat them anyways. Yeah. Uh, we the way I grew up was just like we ate everything outside. Like we had carrots, tomatoes, cucumbers. Like it was just it's it's a novelty to eat stuff when you pick it from a tree. Yeah. And that's still GMO. So, <laughs> yeah. My favorite you? kind of apple is a pink lady apple. Um, I, I, I like them because. What kind of orange shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're so good. You can get them at, at like any grocery store. Go to a superstore, go to a Safeway. They have pink ladies. They are tart, not as tart as a Granny Smith, but they're uh, like a little bit less tart than that. But they're also very sweet. It's like the hmm. sweetness of like a gala apple mixed with the tartness of a, of a Granny Smith. Yeah. That's hmm. cool. Yeah, they're really good. Are they pink? Yes. Okay, that makes sense then. I'll yeah. have to try one. My least favorite kind of apple, I don't know if it's red delicious or just like the gala apples, but they get grainy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a gala. That's, That's a, a gala. Yeah, gala. They're so bad. I've never yeah. had a good what, experience. Macintosh? Is Macintosh an apple? Macintosh got kind of grainy too. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones that are, are they're, they're like, soft. they're red like a red yeah. delicious, but they're yes. larger yes. and then yes. they're also soft. Those yes. are the ones that get the, the grainy. They're more round too, though. Like a yeah. red delicious is just a weird ass shape. Why is it pear shape? Or not pear shape. Why is it bell pepper shape? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. The only thing that should be shaped like that are bells and peppers. <laughs> Speaking of pears, does anyone like pears here? I have a pear in my backpack right now. Do you? Yes. Pears are good. I love pears. <sighs> texture, I can't do the texture. The skin is so different from the texture, and it's weird. What, what about pear and, like, a fruit crumble? Is that acceptable? Oh, yes. That... Or, like, a baked pear? Yes, oh, baked yeah. pears. Baked pears with ice animal. cream That's are so good. Yeah, be really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fruits are one of those incredible things, because, like, vegetables, like, you either like them raw or you like them cooked. I don't think there's anyone that, like, doesn't that doesn't like it one way with fruits. It's like cooked fruits and ba- and raw fruits are both good. There's a couple that would be weird if you cooked yeah, them. Totally. Though. Like pomegranate cooked would be kind of weird. Like I, I don't know if I'd want like a stewed pomegranate sauce. That might be pretty weird. I love pomegranates. I love pomegranates too, yeah. but I feel like eating them cold is the way to go. I've actually got to search up one of my favorite fruits of all time. Um, I used to, I ate them a ton in New Zealand, and they are I think you can buy them here, but I can't remember. The name is, of it? Is it a kiwi? No. Um, f- actually, kiwis are a Chinese fruit. They they did um, they, they did start to uh, make like grow them in New Zealand a lot, and it became a big export when it was first colonized. But the reason, the real reason that people call them kiwis is actually because of the kiwi bird. Yeah. Um, which one is this fruit farming? Okay, but which came it? first though, the ki- calling it a kiwi fruit or calling it a kiwi bird? Because a kiwi bird does look like a kiwi fruit. It does, and that could also be the reason. I asked, like, every single, like, New Zealander that I would talk to. And, and by the way, like, their denim that people use on that side of the world is they just call them Kiwis. They call themselves Kiwis. Yeah. So everything's Kiwi there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they it, it's half and half. Half the people I talked to said it's because they look like a Kiwi fruit. Half of them said it's because they probably ate Kiwi fruits. So no one no one really knows for sure. Maybe they ate so many Kiwi fruits that they started to look like Kiwis. <laughs> That could also that be That is true. very unlikely. Maybe they just became green. But in my imagination, it's true. Here's the fruit. I've, I have found the fruit, and I want to know what it is called. Um, it looks like a kumquat. 
kumquat? I don't think it is, but it kind of looks like one, except it's green. Yeah, it, it's amazing because what you do with this fruit is... You put it in your mouth and you eat it? Well, you, you bite off the top, and then you just push on it and suck. And you get all the fruit out that way. That's weird. Is it, like, it's soft? It's then? pretty soft, but it's, like... The, it's it's kind of got the same ke- texture as a kiwi. It looks kind of like a like a clementine for those listeners who can't see what Cam <laughs> is looking at. Uh, it's it's like a small roundish fruit that is green. Yeah. Here we go. It's called a kumara. Kumara. Yeah, like what you said there. Or did I, you said, said I, I said kumquat. Kavascum and fiosia. Yeah. What does it taste like? It tastes like it's sour. It, it tastes like it's sour. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's a weird it's sour thrilling and sweet. insight from Cam Eason. <laughs> kind of has the same flavor as a crab apple, but the texture's so different that I don't know if you could actually compare the two. So if you suck it like into your mouth, is it just like the juices that you get or is it like pulp and inside? The pulp too? too, like you get all of the fruit inside, like you, you clean that shit out. It's really good. I would recommend a Kamara to anybody that goes over to New Zealand. I will definitely have to check that out. I would like to visit New Zealand. Great uh, country. While we're on the subject of travel, we might as well uh, talk. I know you love to travel. Um, so I was thinking maybe we could talk a little bit about um, what it's like to travel being a young person on a budget. Oh, I'm that's sure you know a perfect. lot about that. Yeah. Um, Claire, have you done much of that? Absolutely not. So no? I went right into post-secondary school from graduating um yeah, from graduating high school because I was like, if I take a year off and go travel, I might not come back. So <laughs> That's a good I'm point. here. Yeah. How old are you, Claire? I how old do you think I am? Like twenty four. I thought you were like twenty two or twenty three. I'm twenty. Holy really? yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's funny. I just assume everyone's around twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, yeah, everybody always thinks I'm really old, so I just ask and like to see what people say. But yeah. And oh. you're twenty five. Twenty four. Twenty four. And I'm turning twenty three. But yeah, so traveling on a budget is, it's a, it's a very interesting topic, um, especially for people our age and our generation loves to do it. It's it's a very, it's hard to really explain one way, and it depends a lot where you go. And so, All right, well, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Um, budgeting. If you were going to plan a new trip, how much would you budget yourself before going? If you're going for over a month, uh, get $10,000. Anywhere from one month to five months, you should at least have $10,000 and a credit card that has enough space on it that if you get yourself in some sticky situations, you can get yourself out of it. I, I went with, um, I think I had ten dollars or $11,000 in the bank, and I went for four months. Where did you go? I went to Australia, New Zealand, Italy, Greece, and the Vatican. Australia is expensive, isn't it? Australia is so expensive. Cause, cause I spent like, like two months in Australia. The, the exchange rate is pretty similar to it's here. It's, it's about one-to-one. Yeah. One, yeah. But everything in Australia costs about twice as much money, and the minimum 20, wage is about twice as high. At least 25% more. Yeah, the, the minimum wage is quite high. Actually, their entire standard of living is a lot higher than ours. Not only is their minimum wage like um, $16 an hour for a teenager, $18 an hour for an adult minimum, um, which is significantly higher than ours. In fact, it's like like three quarters higher than yeah, ours. Yeah, well, that's even higher than the Ontario living wage of like 14 yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. yes, their cost of living is higher yeah. in some areas, but at the same time, in some areas, it's not. Um the everything's about twenty five percent more. So if if this cell phone costs one hundred twenty one hundred dollars here, it'd be one hundred twenty five dollars in Australia, which for the amount of extra money that they get paid an hour, it really adds itself up. Like even like here, a six digit salary 
is $100,000 a year and that's good money, there you're looking at about 140, 150 and that's yeah. what they get paid for the same positions. So they're making quite a lot more money for only having, you know, 25% more of yeah. the cost of living. But yeah, that's an expensive country. I would I would recommend if you go there to try and camp a lot, um workawaying is the key. There's many different sites there's woofing, workawaying, and those essentially let you trade your labor for a place to live and sometimes um, even get food. So I did a couple. I lived on a barge that was self-sufficient. And Wait, sorry to interrupt, but sure. so um, were you backpacking then? Yes, I, I was and, backpacking. And you brought your own tent with you? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I slept in a hostel, and that was my regrets. I should have <laughs> clarified that. Uh, yeah, it's expensive to stay in hostels. It's it's about 30 bucks a night in Australia at least, and that's one of the more expensive places. But 30 bucks a night... Um, to get a, a crappy bunk bed with 10 other people, you know, and you get all kinds of things. You get people sleeping together. You get people doing drugs. You get people being loud. It all happens, and you're, you're in such close quarters with people. And you make a lot of good friends that way because I went on my own for half of my trip, yeah. which was really interesting. But I would recommend even trying to camp. I know it's like there's a lot of scary creatures there. <laughs> That's kind of why I didn't camp. I even saw a guy get bit by a Typhon, which is the second deadliest snake on Earth. Ah, was he okay? He was. He was an Aussie, so he was like, ah, it's fine. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just fine. Well, I don't know if like getting game. bit by a, a venomous <laughs> snake is something you just brush off. The paramedics came and gave him the antidote. And he That's was, good. He was ready to go in like 10 minutes. It's so normal. It's to weird to there. think that in like another place that like venomous snake bites are so common that like it's something that the paramedic would just have in the ambulance. Yeah, they have. Like if that happened here, you would you'd just be dead. You like, would well, absolutely like, be dead. That's like us in like hypothermia or something. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's like, true. I had some cool conversations with uh, some Aussies about that because they I I'd, I was like, you know how how do you sleep at night and not go through your entire house? Right. And, and he's like, you're from Canada. You guys have bears. Yeah. You guys have wolves. You guys have, like, some crazy-ass creatures. It's cold there. You can die of the cold. You can drive on the road and hit a moose. Yeah. To be fair, though, the animals here are usually pretty good about staying away from populated exactly. areas. Yeah. It's very rare that you hear about, like, a bear or a wolf or anything violent coming into town or even really anywhere yeah. near town. And, yeah, critters, critters to me are more scary. But, yeah, so... Australia is an expensive place. I spent two months there. Now, if you're going and doing Australia and New Zealand, I only stayed in New Zealand for two and a half weeks. I would recommend flipping that. My one regret is that I didn't see the South Island of New Zealand. I only saw the North Island. If for anyone that doesn't know, there's two islands. That's how of the country's made up. Two main islands and a couple small ones. The important question, though, is did you see the set of the Shire? Like Hobbiton? Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. I saw Mount Doom... Hobbiton went all over that. Nice. That's all in the North Island. That's a must-see. It is pricey again. It's like 75 bucks, and that was a deal, a crazy deal to see Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount Doom, it only cost me 12 bucks to go hike the Tonga River Crossing, which you literally go up to Mount Doom. I laid on Mount Whoa. Doom. That's um, awesome. My Again, another regret is that I didn't climb Mount Doom because it's now, go- by next year, it will be illegal because um, it's very sacred to the Maori people. The Maori people are the natives of New Zealand. Um, they're of Polynesian descent, and it's a sacred land of theirs. Um, one of their head chiefs, when they first, I, f- I, I shouldn't be talking about this because I don't have the mythology um, <laughs> right, but it's something about one grand chief was uh, buried on that mountain, and so they are shutting it down for tourists, and now the only people that will be able to climb will be scientists. Huh. So, so that climbing or, like, going on the mountain? The- like you can together. go up to the mountain, yeah. but climbing it will be yeah. gone. I didn't climb that okay. mountain. I climbed a mountain beside it. Okay. But New Zealand, you even have to pay for the bathroom sometimes if you go there. Really? Yeah, some of the campsites and stuff. And that brings me to Europe. 
which is again not cheap. Like Greece is extremely cheap um, because their economy is in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. But even so, you go to Greece and a lot of public places will charge you to use their washroom seventy cents or seventy euro, seventy cents euro, and and it's it's not cheap. You you start to think it is, but the exchange rate is so bad. Dollar yeah. um, sixty is a, is what a euro is worth in Canadian dollars. So. You, you know, you think you're saving money by getting a beer for three euro, but really you're spending almost five. Yeah. And by the time I get home, I went with, I went with 12 or $11,000, somewhere around that ballpark. And I came back a couple thousand dollars on my credit card in debt still, even, for, and that was just over four months. Did you and work anywhere else besides New Zealand or? It was Australia. Australia. And I did, yeah. I did work away and that's where I volunteered my time uh, to get room and board or sometimes just room. Um, that can be interesting. I had a couple assholes that I stayed with that were just, you know, they, they expected you to be slave labor. And it's like, I wouldn't have done this if I was going to be working yeah. for you all day. There's no point in me traveling then. So I, you know, some places I, I went for a couple days and then I pieced out because they were ridiculous. Yeah. And then some of them were really cool. Like, uh, you know, you see some like guys that live off the grid and stuff like that. And it's a lot easier to do when you're living out there, but flights, that's another thing that adds up money. You've really got a plan. I didn't plan. There was one night I almost had to sleep on a beach because all the hostels were booked. I got into one at, like, midnight. So, like, yeah, you got to know what you're doing. I I did one camp on an island that I didn't research very much, and there were dingoes everywhere. And, like, I was not prepared. I was 4 by 4 for five days in a truck with some people on that island. Like, yeah, we had a guide who was also 4 by 4 with us, but... You know, he's like, hey, don't go in the ocean because you'll die. Why? Well, if the tiger sharks don't get you, the current will drag you all the way out and you'll drown. <laughs> oh, God. So it's Amazing. like, okay. Like, you know, I would recommend to everyone that like, you have the internet at your fingertips. Don't be like me and just wing stuff. I luckily did not die because I would ask questions, but not everyone is inclined to ask questions, and that might kill you. So do research. Did you have your phone with you? Um, like, did you, did you get some sort of, like, international data plan, or did yes. you just have to, like, do all the research in advance? In, in Australia, I did um, get a plan. My phone was locked to Canadian companies, so they couldn't put a SIM card in it because I was there for just over two months. So what I did was I actually what, – what's cool out there, you can buy a data pack, which is a thing you have to carry it around with you and your phone, but it's not very big. It's, like, I don't even know, half the size of a cell phone. And um, I think I paid $60 for two months, and it gave me 20 gigs of data, and I just it was a Wi-Fi pack, so I just hooked my phone up to it via Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have texting and calling, but I had, like, Facebook Messenger. I had Google. I had everything yeah. I needed yeah. there. It didn't work on that island that had all the dingoes and the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had service there. I mean, if it wasn't for the for the lead truck that was that was guiding us around the trails... We probably all would have died. <laughs> like, it's fine. Oh yeah, I would recommend though if you have the chance to travel and it's and it's something you've always wanted to do, just do it while you're young. If if it's not something you want to do, whatever. I mean, it's not important to you. But if it is, it gets a lot harder once you're in school. Once you're out of school, like in in this college program, I can't even afford to think of it. When I'm done, I'll be getting a job. Who knows if I'll even be able to do it again for a couple of years? So. Since well, you've done both, how do you feel about the subject of traveling by yourself over traveling with a partner? Because I, I know some people feel very strongly one way or the other about it. Yeah. I think both are awesome in and of themselves. I think traveling by yourself is a very good experience for learning about just how to function as a human being. Because your whole life, you don't if you don't really do stuff like that on your own, 
there's a lot of just and and it's it's fun too because you get to do things for you. You get to say this is what I want to do, and there's nobody else influencing you. There's no one saying like, oh well, I want to see this, I want to see this, and you have to compromise. There's just you literally do whatever you want to do. If you want to loaf around on a beach all day and just drink, you can do it. If you want to go climb a mountain and your friend doesn't, you can do it. And I saw a couple people that had that you know were traveling all these places together that I had hung out with that I had traveled a bit with in those places and they they could bring each other down especially when they're friends I'd say if you are going to travel with someone almost do it with a significant other because it's it's a much easier time to compromise with a significant other than it is with a friend who thinks entirely differently than you the only people I've traveled with um that like not by myself have been significant others I traveled a bit with my ex-girlfriend and I traveled to Italy Greece and the Vatican with my current girlfriend and that was also a lot of fun, especially considering that I got to do both. Mm. Um, we get along well and stuff. That's good. And so they're both, they're very, very, very different experiences. One experience is like a zen, like find yourself, who am I type of thing. And the other is just simply enjoying everything that another place, a new place has to offer. Mm. So th- I wouldn't judge anyone for doing either or. I'm not one of those people that says, you should travel, you must travel, you must do it on your own do what you want to do <laughs> but if, if you've ever had thoughts about traveling on your own absolutely do it just do it where do you want to travel next um <laughs> i've told a few people like mongolia is like a de- destination i really nice. want to go to i'm interested in the history I, the landscape i love it's very barren and very mountainous and um there's the opposite of manitoba well, we're pretty barren. We're pretty like, barren. Yeah. And well, it can like, get different there. kind of bear. <laughs> it's a lot different. And like um for for three to th- four three to four thousand dollars, um, you can actually stay with nomadic families and they'll take you like across the country on horseback, nice. live in gears and cook traditionally and stuff. And that's how they make their money to go into town that the main city is Ulaanbaatar. And uh, that's a big city that I'd like to check out, too, because that's where all the museums and stuff are to learn about the cons and stuff. But um, that's mine. Um, the the other one that I, I the other two places I'm really really looking towards doing would be like Morocco, which is in the northern yes, horn of yeah. Africa. Morocco and Egypt, oh, yes. I do in one go, yeah. and then um, Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, Thailand, yeah. uh, Cambodia, all places like that. What about YouTube? Where would you guys like to travel? Uh, well, one place that I would like to go that's sort of like my dream that would be a really cool place to go is uh, the Galapagos Islands, but it is incredibly expensive. Um, there's really only like a couple of, uh, like ecological friendly tours that you can take and they're, they're all quite pricey. Um, so just as like a place that I think I would like to see is, uh, probably, I think probably New Zealand, honestly, I would like to go there. It, it seems like, or, or actually for that matter, Iceland, because Iceland is freaking gorgeous. I've heard Iceland is so expensive to travel though. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Every picture I've seen is like this just is like the most yeah. scenic thing I've ever seen. What about you, Claire? Um, I think my number one place that I want to go is Croatia, specifically Split, because um, that's, that's cool. where my family is from. So, oh, no way. Yeah, so do that and then maybe like a tour of the Mediterranean. Um, and then I do want to go to Spain. Um, and I, I've wanted to go to New York for a while, but for, with the current administration, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's fair. Just wait it out. Yeah. So, and then I've also thought about South Africa, but they've also been having like. Oh, I wouldn't go yeah, there right now. Right. So, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be Croatia or Spain. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. If you did Spain, would you, you know, boat over to Morocco? Yeah, definitely. It's like, so um, close. You can see it at the tip. Yeah. And Gibraltar too. 
and like my if you go to the UK technically my partner's family like he, they live live pretty close to Barcelona but they're also from Morocco so he does oh, no way. That's so in cool. Morocco yeah nice. so places to stay yeah yeah it's always nice it's one of those things like for me anyways is when I think of going to a place I'm like that place is right by it. oh and so is that country and so yeah. is that country and then I'm like yeah. I can't go to every country because yeah. in that way I might as well just do the whole world yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's it's a tough one. I... Cameron Eason sets out on his boat to visit every country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? Actually, I was disappointed to find out. Um, I was looking at flights in North American countries. So North American being all the Caribbean, um, Mexico, Canada, the United States, and Greenland. And what's interesting is you can go anywhere in North America with a direct flight or, or at least a connection from Winnipeg or anywhere in Canada, really, except there's no Canadian flights to Greenland at all. Hmm. Huh. If you wanted to go to Greenland, you'd have to go to Denmark and then go to Greenland. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. So even though there, there's, like, no one there, but it's a cool landscape and it would be interesting to check out. So I figured, you know, there's some cheap flights to Reykjavik, Iceland. Yeah. So I'm like wonder if there's Greenland. Yeah, yeah, there's none. There used to be one from Iqaluit, um, of all places, and that, I guess, huh. didn't make any money, so they canceled <laughs> that. Weird. Yeah. So, daylight savings time was a few days ago. It's the worst. Yeah, you guys don't like it? Can you expand? <laughs> or is that... Yeah, I can expand. Um, so, basically, the thing about daylight savings to me is, yes, it is nice when you get to um, gain the hour... Um, yeah. in the fall, but I feel like that amount of joy is not worth the amount of suffering you have to go through in the spring when you lose the hour. It's just, it's not, it's not equivalent. It's, it's vastly just the worst. Yeah, I agree. I was have like, I was kind of blessed that day because I like left myself the day to basically just sleep. So I napped like three times, I think. But <laughs> yeah, so you support like getting rid of the day altogether. It doesn't make sense since, like, a lot sense. of the country doesn't use it anyway. Right. So why are we stuck in using it? And people are like, oh, because doesn't. of the farmers. Like, but, like, it's, we're not all farmers anymore. <laughs> like, it made sense when Manitoba was, like, primarily farmers. But... Well, and so much of our population, like, 90% of the population's, like, 10 kilometers away from the border or something like that. It's a crazy amount of them. 73, 73 or 74%, yeah. Seven, a number like that. Like, we're pretty close to the border which means that we're in cities and stuff like i don't know it just makes it's it really confusing there. for everyone <laughs> and then everyone is all like dazed and confused the next day like this yeah. it, it happened on on sunday morning yeah um so it wasn't too bad for me i like woke up at what i thought was a reasonable time like oh boy 10 o'clock i have the whole oh it's actually 11 yeah. but it, it really wasn't that big a deal i was able to get everything done that i wanted to get done that day but there's definitely been days when it's happened where it's like ugh. Yeah. Just kill me. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's it's actually got like, from what I've read, it's actually got some negative effects on the human body as well. Yeah. Um, mental health. It has a, a major impact on that. It, a lot of people will say that they feel, um, they really feel the symptoms of their depression and other mental illnesses a lot more during the daylight savings period. Huh. A lot of people have said that people that experience migraines have said that they experience them a lot. They will experience them a lot more on. They've even done studies to show. I think that is sort of a case of of like um, well, sleep symptom symptom right. versus cause, though, right? Like yeah. Um, when you because when you think about it, like yes, those periods of time are, are when depression spikes. But I mean, that's also like the coldest, darkest part of the year. Very true. So, but it also it, it seems like it. it mm, They've linked it to female infertility. 
oddly enough, they is that this what? and heart disease amongst men. Daylight savings? Yeah. <laughs> they have links. I, I'm not sure how scientific this is, but there are some scientists out there saying that these have people are more men are more likely to have a heart attack on the time change day. And over time, it can have an effect on female fertility because of the um, internal clock being messed around with so much. I there's, feel like that kind of makes sense believe, in the yeah, way that it's... Because it, it also is, like, the increased stress yeah. of having to, like, yes. adjust to it. Yes. Um, I mean, anyone that even just, like, you know, goes to a neighboring province to, for a yeah. weekend knows that, like, oh, oh, you went to Ontario for, you know, a couple of weeks, and now you come back, and you're like, why is the time not right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's time changes are so weird. I mean, I remember like flying to Australia and being like a day in the future all of a sudden oh God, at yeah. a weird time of day. And not to mention like when you get into a plane and you you know you get out of your car and it's minus forty, you walk into the airport, you get on a plane, you're on you're flying and doing stuff for like thirty six hours, but then you hop out and it's forty two degrees. Yeah, the shock yeah. your body feels. I've never sweat that much in my life. <laughs> I was dripping, and everyone's like, "Dude, it's not that hot." Like, I'm asking people for directions and stuff. They're like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm from Canada, and this is hot." Yeah. The weirdest is when it's like <laughs> you leave and it's nighttime, and you're on the plane for like twelve hours, and then you get there and it's like nighttime again, uh, yeah. and you're like, "What? Yeah. My yeah. body is not okay with yeah. this." <laughs> Just been living in nighttime for twenty four hours. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> you guys watch PewDiePie at all? No, he's awful. He's hilarious. He's not. He's so funny. He does meme reviews all the time. He's, he's got he a very dark like sense of humor, and a lot of people don't understand it. But we can, Yeah, we can get into the ethics of PewDiePie if you want. Like, yeah, he's know. he's done some questionable things, and I'm not going to deny that he hasn't. Um, <laughs> Racism. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing with that, though, was he was like it was satirical like he was actually mocking racist people i don't think he was and the people though. that were in the, the other people in the video were actually racist okay but like he he gave money to someone to hold up an anti-semitic sign yeah i feel like th there's not really a lot of deconstruction yeah. in that it's just sort no, of no it's, it's it's a dumb stunt and you know you can say you know someone can say they're not racist and still have like the tendency to do some stupid shit like that I mean, generally, if you have to de defend yourself as not being racist, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Donald Trump, I am the least racist person. The least racist person. <laughs> like, dude, we... <laughs> I'm a stable genius. It, it's always like... I have if, words. <laughs> I have the best words. <laughs> if you have to say something to justify something, you're probably wrong. <laughs> Did you guys see what he tweeted and then deleted? I think no. It was today. no. He because he was doing stuff with the the military yesterday, and because he announced like he wants to do a space program, I think for the military. Why does um, this military need a space program? Right? Yeah, but then <laughs> like, he oh, we gotta go shoot up the Martians. Yeah. So then he tweeted out something. He's like, I really enjoyed speaking to the Marine Corps today, but instead of Marine C O R P S C O R E. Marine oh, Corps. That's bad. Marine Corps. Like, Marine Corps. Jesus. Like, like an Apple Corps. He's yeah. so, like, <sighs> old people. Old people. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> this is the world yeah. we live in in 2018. What it is a sad hell? and confusing place. So, yeah, why did I go to school instead of traveling, basically? Like, <laughs> why am I spending my time here when the world is literally burning? Let's talk about... Dogs. 
Yeah. Would you care to elaborate on that? Claire, do you have a dog? Um, I don't, but my parents do. Because when I moved out, like, I moved into an apartment. So. And because of my schedule, like, I just don't have, like, as much love I would love to give a dog, I just don't have the time or the energy. Like, I wouldn't be able to walk it. I yeah. Be, you know what I mean? So an I apartment's not, not, not the right place no. for it's a dog practical. either. I can't give a dog the best life I want to give it right now. Yeah, and would you say that's because way. of your circumstances, being a young person trying to get into the professional world, going to school and stuff like that? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a lot of factors. Like, I don't have that much money to take care of a dog. So, like, if I get this dog and it gets sick, like, I can't, like, really afford to take it to the vet, right? And then I also don't really have much time for anything other than, like, myself and my issues. You yeah. know what, that's actually a good point. Let's dig into that a bit and how um, it seems like the world as a young adult is so much different today than it was when, like, our parents were our age. Um, yeah. Like, I, I hear stories my mom will tell me about how, like, you know, she was my age and she got, like, a job super easily and then is, like, renting a house. It's like, we can't do that. Yeah. In fact, most of the people Yo, in yeah. our class still live at home, which uh, yes. absolutely no disrespect to them. No. I think that it, it, it totally is understandable. Yeah. If you um, can live at home, stay at home. Like, for sure. Yeah. Like, don't don't knock that shit. Yeah. Like, it's it's good. It's, yeah. a, it's a good deal you have. Um, it's, it's hard to live on your own. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't even... I just pay rent to my parents right now, and it's very minimal while I'm in school. Yeah. So I can't even imagine how people are are coping i do have a dog though how do you feel about paying rent to your parents i agree with it it sucks sometimes um right now i'm only really paying them for like my share of the pie yeah um it's uh, i'm almost 23 years old um like they have bills too they have a young like my parents have a young uh, kid as well my brother is nine years old one of my my siblings and, like, they have stuff to pay for, too. My dad got a cut in his pay because he had to change his position because his other position didn't exist anymore and yeah. stuff. And so if I can at least help, it sucks that it's it's the little money I have. But at the same yeah. time, like, yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my responsibility to pay, which brings me to an interesting thing, actually, about student loans. And this is interesting. I don't know if you guys have applied for student loans, either no. of you. I tried I'm lucky to. enough that I hadn't, I haven't needed to. Yeah. yeah, I've I've saved up a lot of my tuition over the years, and it's it's easy if you're not paying a crazy sum of rent and you work for full time in the summer. But I did look into applying for student loans. I ended up getting a credit line that has just been like my, I mostly use it for traveling, but yeah. uh, if my car breaks down or something. And I looked into it. I applied for a student loan for thirty thousand, thirty thousand dollars. I talked to my banker about it. And he said, get your parents in. Sure. Parents come in, talk to them. Oh, your parents make too much money. You don't qualify. And I'm like, but they my make parents. Too much money. Yeah. But I'm huh. like, but my parents aren't me, first of all. Yeah. They have four children. Yeah. In what freaking world yeah. are they supposedly supposed to shell out at least twenty-five to $30,000 yeah. a kid? Yeah. That's strange. That's, it's the way the government has it set up. They have it set up for people that live in households of a certain income. And even yeah, if I, didn't I know live about with them, that, but I, I didn't know that it like applied to parents as well. Like I know my one friend, um, she when she was dating her boyfriend, um, and they uh, became common law. Um, she wasn't yeah. able to get a student loan because the amount of money that the two of them made together really? was just over the line. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, she ended up having to apply for a, a a bank loan in order to pay for tuition for school, which is just like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I it, like it's, it's not like it's it's not her money. Yeah, I would recommend to anyone if if you can pay a lot of your tuition, but you don't think you're going to be able to pay all of it. If you think you might fall short a thousand a year or two thousand a year. Go out and get a credit line for around $10,000 from a bank. It's much easier to get. You can get a student credit line. You don't have to pay anything more than the small interest rate a month until you gra- six months after you graduate, and all you need is a co-signature on that. Um, it's, it's as foolproof as a student loan system, and it's way easier to get, like way easier. I, I got a $10,000 one and a $5,000 one, or maybe I just have two 5000s. I can't remember. But um, I basically just went in. Um, applied for it, my parents co-signed, showed that I could at least make the minimum payments, and I have six months after I graduate to start paying full interest and full payments. So that is an option if you can save up some money, but I mean, you know, like, what's weird about the student loan system is even if you don't live with your parents, if you're under 21, they will still look at your parents' income. And it's like, well, what if you're estranged from your parents? Yeah. Like, there's so many scenarios. Yeah. And... I just don't think that your parents' income should have anything to do with you once you're 18. Like, yeah. that shouldn't affect any of your stuff besides co-signatures. Yeah, I know um, when my mom was working at a restaurant, uh, one of her co-workers who was just 18 was trying to apply for a student loan, but she, like, does not talk to her parents ever. She doesn't really know them all that well. Yeah. Um, and as a result, it was, like, really, really difficult for her to, to get that yeah. uh, student loan um, because, like, she wasn't able to give the information to yeah. the bank because, well, she doesn't have it yeah yeah <laughs> it's dumb yeah i don't know debt to me is really it's a really scary thing yeah and i'm trying to stay as far away from it as i possibly can and i've succeeded yeah pretty well so i'm, far, I'm the same like i'm i'm well off enough and, and lucky enough in my life that um i haven't been in a situation where i've needed to spend money that i don't have um, and I'm also pretty careful with my finances, so um, I do have a credit card, but I make sure to always um, like pay it off. Yeah, um, sure. Not immediately because you you have to wait a little while for it to actually to show up through, to show yeah. up and yeah. go through. But I wait like you know the amount that you have to, and then just pay it off yeah. as soon as the bill comes in, yeah. so that I don't have to worry about collecting debt. Yeah. But I know I know that's not an option for a lot of people um, who are, are uh, more unfortunate than I am. And I really feel for those people because, it, it. I mean, life is difficult enough already without having to worry about not just having enough money, but having to, pay off to owe money that you don't yeah. have on top of trying to stay afloat. I actually have a funny story about credit cards. Um, so generally I use a credit card as a cushion. If I know that I'm, a, you know... I'm basically riding a couple hundred dollars on my credit cards every month until I work in the summer, and then I pay it off completely. And, yeah, it racks up a little bit of interest, something like $12, $13 a month. I make payments of anywhere from $50 to $150 a month at them, but it, it's like more. I use it more as a cushion, and it still keeps your credit score perfect. And the moment you start having actual money, you can just pay it off, and it's okay. Just I wouldn't recommend going over $1,000 on this cushion. Yeah. Anywho, so... I was at a Jets game when I was 18 years old, and I had already got my first credit card for $1,000 or something like that. And uh, then I came across a booth, and it said, hey, we'll give you this T-shirt if you sign up for this credit card. Oh, no. And I said, hell yeah. That's a good... I like this T-shirt. I think I'll just cut up the credit cards. I don't need these more credit cards. Oh, no. So I said, I like this T-shirt. 
And then I noticed that there's booths everywhere around the FTS Center. Oh, no. Blankets, toques, shirts, sweaters. So Cam I got stuff. every single product. Oh I had eight oh credit cards taken out. So I thought this was all well and good. I thought I'd totally dupe them. On the way home, I go to, into the superstore, and they're giving away big chocolate bars for one. I take out a ninth one. I oh, get the chocolate laughing. bar. Yeah. Like that day, I'm like, I got all this free shit. This is awesome. Go to apply for my first student credit line. Oh, my God. Ooh. It looked to the creditors as that I had just taken out randomly nine credit cards of $1,000 each. So they just said, you just took out separate credit cards for $9,000. Like, my credit was in the tank. Yeah, and every, it took well, a every year time you and a apply half. for a credit card, it lowers your, uh, lowers your, credit, your, your credit rating. Yeah. And if you don't have one to begin with, and then all of a sudden you take nine out. <laughs> so, Yikes. so, like, I had literally just applied for my first credit card, which had come through as well. So I essentially had ten credit cards in total. Um, it took a year and a half for that to go away off of my credit, and it Yikes. really screwed me up yeah. to do a lot of things. So... Get one T-shirt. You don't need all of them. So that brings me to another one of today's many holidays, which is Genius Day. <laughs> Cam, what would your piece of genius advice be to mm. give to the listeners? I have so many pieces of genius. Uh, the best piece of genius would be that... I'm going to go a little deep on this one. If you are self-conscious about something, make fun of it all the time, and nobody will notice it. That is very sad, but good. (laughs) So true. Claire, do you have a piece of genius advice? If you need a minute, I have one ready to go. You do yours then. All right. So my piece of genius advice is uh, I recently uh, have gotten more into baking. I love baking. I like doing it on my downtime. And I have decided to try making macarons. The French macaron, not to be confused with macaroons which are the the coconut cookie. This is completely different. They're very difficult to make, very temperamental. But my point is that the inside of them is a buttercream frosting. And so I've learned to make buttercream frosting. You would not believe how easy it is. (laughs) And it's so delicious. All you need is, like, if you have, uh, I mean, an electric mixer is better, but you could probably do it by hand if you are, like, have really strong arms. <laughs> but if you have an electric <laughs> mixer, even just, like, an egg beater, that'll work great. Uh, you basically just take room temperature butter and put it in a bowl and then add icing sugar and you mix it a bunch. And then you add in, um, like, whatever flavoring you want. So I've done it with raspberries, like, fresh raspberries. Nice. You put that in there. I've done it with um, uh, peanut butter uh, chocolate spread. No. Okay, never mind. Continue. <laughs> I've done it with peanut butter chocolate <laughs> spread. Uh, it's freaking delicious. You can put that on anything. It's great. It's really easy. <laughs> so that's your advice is to make macarons? Well, make buttercream frosting. Nice. That's very good. Make it from advice. scratch. It is delicious. I think this easy. podcast might turn into like the one for intellectuals to get all of their information. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> the one for intellectuals? Ah, <sighs> yeah. Sorry. What? Maybe you didn't get the memo. It's, it's hard when we're three intellectuals here trying yeah. to make podcasts. Claire, how about you? What's your piece of genius advice? My genius advice is um, put yourself first and like don't let anybody get in the way of your happiness. Good basically. advice. That's also good advice. Yep. All right, so next on our list of things, we have Legal Assistance Day, which I have absolutely nothing for. I have no legal advice or know anyone that could give me good... Well, that's not true. My uncle is is a lawyer, uh, a law professor, so he could probably give me some good advice. But I, uh, I'm not talking to my uncle right now um, because I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, I feel like this is a sad attempt by some lawyers to make an ad. Is to create a day. I was, I was gonna say about this, <laughs> it feels just like a money grab. It yeah. does. You, know? you think so? Like I, I, I think that people like 
I don't want to generalize, obviously, which I do all the time, which is funny. I think generalizing is funny, but if you're listening and you don't understand that about me, then you might get offended by this. But I find that many lawyers are stiffs and suits. And stiffs and suits generally don't understand advertising as well. And so I think that this was a bunch of old lawyers getting together, having some cigars, going, hey, you know what would get people to get more lawyers? Making legal assistance day. We need a day. <laughs> as a shitty internet yeah. holiday. And right. they probably laughed at themselves. And so think I have way. three more <laughs> quick bits of um, topics for uh, daily events that ha- I did not cover in my segment earlier. Uh, so first up, we have National Save a Spider Day. How do you two feel about spiders and saving them? Kill them with fire. I know they're, <laughs> <laughs> I know they're good for the environment and all, but um, I won't save them. They scare me. They're, they're, they they're, could be kind of cute, though. Uh, I think like maybe like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man might be kind of cute, but it's uh, where I draw the line. Look at, the, look at this little guy. <laughs> Look at this little guy. They do have cute eyes. I'm showing him cute pictures of of spiders now, by the way. They have cute eyes if you zoom in. But they're Look at this guy. He's like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. They're cute until they bite you and kill you with their venom. I don't think we really have venomous spiders in Manitoba. We don't have them in Manitoba. However, you can go to Drumheller, or Alberta, and there's black widows there that will kill you. There's also scorpions and rattlesnakes. Claire, how do you feel about saving spiders? Um, I am for it, but I'm not, like, if there's a spider in my house, I'm not the person that saves it, you know? But if somebody were to try and kill it, I'd be like, no, 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 don't kill it. You know what I mean? But I don't want to get close. Yeah, I don't want to get close to the spider, but I want to keep it alive. So it's a little bit of a weird position I'm in. I'm pro spider saving. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, All right. I say I'm pro too, but um, if you want it to rain, kill the spider. That's not a real thing. It's Sarah. a real thing. It's been proven. Ugh, by who? I killed a spider and it rained the other day. Wow, amazing. Like, it literally rained. It's like March. <laughs> and I killed a spider in my house. So. All right. So next up, we have National Write Your Story Day. Uh, a lot, so a lot of these holidays don't really have proper descriptions. So I'm just going to assume <laughs> that this is just, like, like journal writing. So do you two journal? Cam, how about you? Do you journal? Oh, God, no. I don't journal. Have you ever tried? No. Would you would you try? <laughs> is it something that you were would all I try? It's it's something I'd have. It's like a commitment I'd have to make, you know. And like, I document most things through pictures. I like to take pictures of stuff when I'm doing stuff that would be documentable. That's kind of like writing your story. Yeah, I'd say or writing like, it with pictures. Yeah, that and counts. like I, I like like the way I view like my Instagram account, for example, is I like it to actually look more like a timeline of like I don't like doing TBTs and stuff all the time like that. I like it to look like this is the continuation of my life. Like a scrapbook, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. that's how I like to see it. So yeah. I'd say like that's as close to journaling as I get. How about you? Um, I don't like I don't have the time again to like write down huge things about like oh my day was this, but like I do try and take a few moments to just reflect on things that I'm grateful for, like every night. And if it's not even journaling, writing it down it could be like on my phone or just in my head. You know what I mean? But just like. Mm-hmm appreciating what you have but i don't journal like pen to paper long form every night i don't know this is why we're all bad at journalism yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, i also do not journal um i have tried it a couple of times but i just don't have the commitment for it it's like because it is a commitment to decide that you're gonna like do something anything doing it every day is is a big commitment um, I did it for a couple weeks uh, a few summers ago, and it was interesting. And it's it's neat looking back on the yeah. writing now to be like, oh, here's what I was thinking in that point in time. Yeah. 
Um, so interesting. I do not do it. What um, if What if National Write Your Story Day meant you just have to write down the words your story? And they just tricked us this whole time. It's definitely possible. <laughs> just to be There's safe, no everybody, when you're listening to this, write down your story on a piece of paper just to make sure that you, you celebrated the holiday right. I like how, like, the page that, you, that uh, checkaday.com is the site that uh, Serene has pulled up to find out all the holidays that are today. And um, it's just funny because they all say, like, observed annually on March 14th. Like, observed annually by, like, what, three people? Like, National Children's Craft Day, like... I made Cam a paper hat, and he didn't he, like it. Yeah, that's true. It didn't fit. <laughs> National... Well, maybe if you had a regular-sized head. That's true. My head's so big because I'm an intellectual. Sure, that's why. <laughs> it's also National Potato Chip Day, which is interesting because it's also National Dietitian Whatever Day. And I don't <laughs> dietitians will always registered tell you. dietitian yeah, nutritionist. Yeah, that's it. Chips so that dietitians can make. Yeah, money. exactly. And like dietitians will always tell you, like chips and soda are the worst things. Like pop is, like, bar none the worst thing you can put into your body. Tastes and like so good, chips are, it, it does, especially when you add alcohol, which makes it even worse because yeah. you're poisoning yourself at that point. Yeah. All right, so last up on the docket, we have crowdfunding day. Um, <laughs> are you two familiar with crowdfunding? Like do you do it? Stuff? Do you, Yeah, uh, GoFundMe. Um, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Stuff yeah. like that. I've never used it. I've donated to a couple people, like, when people I know have died or had a kid left behind and stuff. I've I've donated to things like that, like actual causes that I can actually like get behind. How do you feel about using it as a platform to raise money for projects? Oh, like, I was gonna I say love I'm that. gonna use it for like my IPP yeah. next year probably, um, if I don't get enough money from sponsors. But yeah, I've never used it personally. Like, I've never had to set up my own. But I'm in the same boat. Like I have donated to like vet bills or funeral costs or. Something. I have done vet bills yeah. too. Like a dog that got yeah. that dog that got tossed in the air by that guy in Manitoba. He just tossed it in the air and it broke its legs. If oh you're, my it was God. on the news. Yeah, I donated to that because I was so sad to watch the video. Um, anybody that's against crowdfunding, I just I don't understand why. Like there are people that don't like it, and it's like people are willingly donating their money to things that they want to donate to, and I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome that you can. Say this is an idea I have. I want to make it a, a reality. And I, I just like get crowdfunding. Do I do understand the opposite side because my boyfriend is um, somewhat has a, a more pessimistic view on crowdfunding, which is that he he likes it in theory, but in practice, um, he'd rather just wait and uh, like let other people do it and not want to risk and gamble it himself. Um, which I kind of understand, but I also kind of think that you're coming from the wrong direction when you look at it that way. I think it's more like you see someone who has a creative vision and passion for a project and what you're supporting is, is them. You're not necessarily supporting the project. You're supporting them in the hopes that they will be able to fulfill this dream of theirs. Yeah. yeah. And so, so really that's what you're funding yeah, and, not, and hopefully an it will turn out well yeah, exactly. and there will be a product that or or service that will come out of it that you will then get to take a part in and be happy that you helped bring it into the world. Yeah, and like I mean, people give money to anything, right? People give money to churches, give like what 20, 10, 20% of their salary, and like one could argue that maybe all that money doesn't go to the right place, depending on the church and the institution. Like, there's so many different things. I think like if you're willingly giving your money away, do it how you want. I think the best case that I ever heard of crowdfunding was a guy on GoFundMe. I think it was. He just put, "I want to make a lasagna." Oh, I saw that. And yeah. he made $41,000. Yeah. That's awesome. That wasn't even an original one. The first one was the guy who wanted to make potato He's salad. salad. Was it? That was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah, he had a picnic in the park, and he had like a giant potato salad making party where one of like the top donations was to. Um, 
if you paid for a ticket to fly down to where they lived, then they would invite you into their house to help make potato Aww. salad with them. That's so, yeah, that's like so that. cool. I mean, like, stuff like that, like, people that have more disposable income, you know, yeah. around our age that are professionals, why not? <laughs> like, I, per- I personally get really funny. excited about, um, like, books and, and movies and, and video games, um, especially because you, you have people creating stuff that there was a market for at some point, um, but then the market dried up or people just, like, it wasn't popular enough, and now, um, like, the big markets decide that people don't want this anymore, um, and this is the only way for them to make it. So, uh, like, one good example was the Veronica Mars movie that came out a few years ago through Kickstarter, where Veronica Mars was a... Uh, a bit of a cult hit show um, back in the early mid two thousands. Uh, it was about this like teen detective girl. That's it's a lot better than the premise makes it sound. I remember. Um, <laughs> and it, it it got canceled after three seasons, um, but it had this cult following. And so like almost ten years later, they had a Kickstarter, um, and the fans told with their money that I want more of this, yeah. and so they made more. Uh, and also you have uh, with video games like um, you have the director of the Castlevania games who uh, Capcom, the company that owns the licensing rights to them, aren't really making any more Castlevania games. Uh, And the director really wanted to make more of them, but they're like, oh, well, they don't sell, we don't want to make any more. So he he brought to Kickstarter and made his own sort of, like, copycat version of Castlevania, but, like, you know, he created the series. Uh, So he just brought, like, a lot of the similar gameplay mechanics and style, like, art style to characters and gave it a new name, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, but it basically just looks like a new Castlevania. Yeah. game um and i think that's great because now it, it lets people decide what they want to see and they can they, they they can pay for it and then it can come to the market and yes they don't always work sometimes they either run, like run away with the money or they spend it poorly and aren't able to get the product finished or even more unfortunately the product is finished and it's not good yeah. um but i mean really that's the risk you take with getting excited yeah. about any media and like it's, it's just it's not an investment you're giving your yeah. money away regardless and you're getting zero financial fiscal return so if it works out it works out if it doesn't it doesn't the least you can do is support it yeah and i think that's yeah it's cool and if you want to give your money to anyone and you just have it burning a hole in your pocket my name is cameron james easton <laughs> I live in Loretta, Manitoba. I'm on Facebook as uh, Cameron James. So if you want to give your money Just to be safe, you should give your credit card number and social insurance number. Yeah, that too. I share a lot of memes on Facebook. So also, if you want me to continue sharing memes, you know. Don't do it. My Facebook is nothing but memes now. I flood everyone's Facebook with memes. Although, okay, what's funny is that my my Facebook is flooded with memes from you and from this other girl I went to university with. But she is... uh, um, Spanish is her first language, so like half the memes she posts oh, are in Spanish. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's like, wow, I this looks that. like it would be funny, but I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> I love that. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Like Sometimes a... just looking at the picture, I start to chuckle until I realize, wait, I can't read what the words are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, I recognize th- that thing. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh wait. wait. So weird to think that there's other other languages that make memes like. <laughs> Obviously there is, but like you only ever see them in English. Like, yeah. All right, last thing I guess we can do media recommendations. Claire, do you have a weekly re- media recommendation? Oh boy. Um. Oh, I watched a movie called The Wailing a while ago, and it's a Korean movie. It's really good. I would check it out. It's on Netflix. I'm not gonna really give you guys any more than that. English or subtitles? Subtitles. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll check it out, though. Cam? Koreans actually make really good movies. Um, actually. I like... Actually. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're... Guys, no, they're actually good. <laughs> they, I forget what their, their main music industry is called. It's not K-pop. like... Is that you just refer to as K-pop? Yeah, it's just K-pop. Because like in yeah. in the states you say Hollywood, in India you'd say Bollywood. Yeah. So you just call like I think they it call is it just yeah K-pop. the genre okay. is K-pop. Well, people in the K-pop industry actually make quite good movies, even though that they're in Korea. And like I've watched a few. I can't remember the names for the life of me, but they were very very well like properly well cinematic productions for yeah. a country that isn't that big, you know. Yeah, I guess it is pretty big, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, pre- it's pretty big. It's a pretty big place. Um. Yeah, my immediate recommendation would be I've been watching uh, the new Netflix. It's not new. Uh, it's it's a show on Netflix, and it's called The 100. Oh, and yeah. It, it's, about, um, it's about a bunch of people. They, they live on an ark, which is a space station, because the Earth was nuked by a bunch of radio or uh, artificial intelligence computers. They nuked the Earth because humans are crap. And uh, so some of them lived on an ark, and the ark is dying, so they're trying to figure out what to do. So they send all the juvenile... Um, prisoners down a hundred of them to see if they can survive and then it turns out there's more people on the ground um the acting is really bad in the first couple episodes but it's really starting to get better and it's entering its fifth season and from what i've read online and the reviews of it because i like the concept and the storyline of it um the acting does improve a lot like these are all like new actors like the the show that really didn't take a lot of like experience and seasoned actors there is one if you remember uh desmond on lost he is on it i don't know the name of him actor wise yeah, it's 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 gotten quite good, and uh, I yeah, I've only it. seen a few episodes of it, but it's it's kind of like a sci-fi twist on uh, like Lord of the Flies meets Hunger Games. Oh, cool! Nice. Um, yeah, it's it, it it was enjoyable. Uh, my media recommendation is I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here, um, as, as if I don't always. <laughs> uh, so over the weekend, uh, I sat down with my boyfriend and we watched the new Murder on the Orient Express movie. Um, which is not my media recommendations. Overall, I thought it was... You could tell that the story was very good because it's Agatha Christie who is, like... W- along with Arthur Conan Doyle, they're, like, the epitome of murder mystery writing. Um, so it's, it was very well done, but I thought there was a lot of very strange adaptation choices that kind of held it back a bit. Um, it's also just kind of an odd choice to adapt to film because, like, 90% of it is just conversations back and forth while people are sitting on a train and that doesn't really make for that stimulating film uh it can be but shooting conversation like that is difficult you have to experiment with a lot of different camera angles otherwise it just gets really boring if it's just a standard shot reverse shot uh but the movie kind of fell back on that a lot for the conversation scene so it was it was all right but mostly it just reminded me of how great the 2014 bbc adaptation of and then there were none was Hmm. um it is amazing it is i I had not read the story before i had heard about it obviously because it's like the quintessential murder mystery um this is about uh, i think it's 10 people um mostly socialites uh who are sent invitations to a uh this person's like big rich mansion party on an island uh but when they all show up the uh the person who invited them is not there uh, and a recorded message plays accusing them all of murder. Uh, then, <laughs> slowly, one by one, the people end up dead um, in a manner that is matching this nursery rhyme that's posted all around the manor. Uh, and the 2014 adaptation really kind of um, takes this uh, 
twisted, um, like, who can I trust, what's real um, tension that really just pulls it for, it's it's about three hours long, um, and I watched it all in one sitting. You nice. just can't stop. It's very well shot, very well acted. Um, really, really good. If you like murder mysteries at all, I highly recommend checking it out. All right, and so that brings wrap. us uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, once again, I am Serene. I'm Cam. And I'm Claire. And it's been a we're pleasure talking to y'all. Signing off for Dead Life Podcast. Uh, have a great day, everyone. And uh, you can reach us on our social media on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, follow Gen Life on Twitter. Um, our April thirteenth is the launch of our first ever issue of our magazine, where we will be covering all lifestyle. Uh, tips and interests of Gen Generation X. Come down and check it out. It's a Red River College Exchange campus. Yep. Adios, amigos. Bye.